Thank you, Father, for transiting us into 2018. Thank you, Father, for your loving kindness upon our lives. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and mercy. If it had not been for the Lord, Lord, we would have been consumed. If it had not been for the Lord, Lord, we would not have been preserved. If it had not been for the Lord, Lord, we would have gone with the winds of 2017. If it had not been for you, Lord, we would not be here today. Thank you for grace, for mercy, for your loving kindness, and for bringing us into this year. And because you have brought us into the year 2018, it is a year of your grace and mercy. It's a year we will walk with you. It's a year we will live with you and live for you. And it's a good year because, Lord, as you entered us in, you will take us through in the name of Jesus. As you brought us forth here, we shall take each day together with you. And, Lord, we shall accomplish the purpose for keeping us alive one more year into this year in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your loving kindness. Blessed be your name, O God. As you minister to us, and as you gather hearts to be gauged with you, to remain with you, to stay with you, to be kept in you. And Father, irrespective of the turmoil, irrespective of the social destruction, irrespective of the events on the landscape of the land, in the country, in the environment, Lord, with you, we shall be preserved and we shall be enriched and we shall make manifest your glory in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you for your spirit that opens our eyes to your word and gives us life, gives us faith, gives us courage, gives us, Lord, a guiding post as we go with you this year. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Happy New Year, everyone. We thank God for preserving us. And we thank God for making us to encounter this year in the fullness of His power. Effortlessly, seamlessly, the Lord has ruled us over. It is His doing. And glory be to His name in Jesus' name. And because He has brought you into this year, He hasn't finished with you. He hasn't abandoned you. He hasn't forgotten about you, your project, and the thoughts he has about you. Thoughts of good, not of evil. Thoughts of hope, fulfillment of those expectations that are after his will. And he is a Lord who will lead you on the journey of this year, if you will allow him and just simply walk with him in the name of Jesus Christ. And as you take a look, the message this morning is simple, direct. Genesis chapter 17, verse 1. Genesis 17, verse 1. As God takes us through this year, as we were prepared of Him to be used for His glory, to be ready for His coming, to be upbeat about the events around us and to keep a ready mind, heart, and living unto him. 
And this year he's asking us to live a lifestyle that shows whose we are. Just do him the pleasure and do yourself the honor of walking about the way and manner that will show whose father, whose son or daughter you are. That will show where your origin is. That will show your identity. That's all God is asking you to do. He will take care of the rest concerning you in the name of Jesus. And those giants, challenges this year will be much more tumultuous. The politicians will run out again. The people who are handling the economy, we are out of recession, but we are not physically out of it in practice. The Lord himself will cushion you through them. As he preserved those who walked with him, he will shield you. He will preserve you. He will make you stand out even where there is a cry of destruction in the name of Jesus Christ. And so Genesis 17 verse 1. When Abraham was 90 years old and 9, and the scripture was careful to mention his age. And put yourself in the place of Abraham. God knows you. He has turned over one more year in your life. Count your age this year. When Abraham was 90 years old and 9, the Lord appeared to Abraham. The Lord is appearing to you this year in the name of Jesus. The Lord will make himself manifest to you in diverse ways. Clearly, and the Lord has already begun to show himself true on your behalf. And the Lord will want to appear in your life every single moment. It's not a one-off chance. But something happened there. When Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said to him, I am the Almighty God. I am the El Shaddai. I am the all-sufficient. You don't really need any other thing outside me. I am the one who is all-sufficient for you. Beside me, nothing else matters. Beside me, nothing else happens. With me, everything is possible. I am the almighty God. I am the strong one. I am the everlasting one. Those are all the meanings of Almighty God. Walk before me and be perfect. Walk before me and be thou perfect. I am the strong God. Live entirely before me. Live entirely before me. And live completely. Unmasked. Live entirely. Live every day. Live every hour. Live every minute. As if you are physically seeing me. Live that way. 
Live as if each time the mirror before you, before you want to step out, and the unseen mirror as you take every action, decision, and emotions of the day you were seeing me, be clearly transparent before me. Hold nothing back. Live unreservedly before me with your problems, with your questions, with your answers. Don't keep some away. That's why I said I'm the all-sufficient. Have no hidden corner anymore. Let there be no hiding place in your life where you can talk away some unforgiveness, talk away some malice for a week, for two weeks, and after you bring yourself out. Live completely open. Live as an open page. Old or young. Live. So that I can read you all the time. I am the Almighty God. Walk and live Habitually before me. Walk and live how? Habitually. What is habitually? As a matter of habits. As your nature. Put it best. As the air you breathe. That's the nearest. Everyone here, old or young, suckling breast or elderly has a habit that is constant, that never rests, whether you are asleep or you are awake. And that habit is what? Breathing in air. Why? You need it to survive. If you don't breathe in air for four, five minutes, where you are, the person will become a vegetable. The brain will lack oxygen and the adequate amount of blood in the right proportion and so cannot function again. So habitually, day or night, morning or evening, in class, at home, at the village, on the road, at the filling station, marketplace, at the farm, business center, Habitually you are breathing in air, God says. The way you breathe in air and it's constant. And most times, except when there's difficulty, you don't make efforts to breathe in air, do you? Sometimes you're not even conscious you're breathing air. You're not. You just, it's, it's like part of you. Make your life in such a way that constantly you are in my presence. Walk before me. It's even different from walk with me. You can say it's walking side by side. Is that not so? You can say, okay, walk with me. Sometimes I may walk without you and you can be pardoned. Here he's saying, don't just walk with me. Walk where? Before me. I can see you. Eyeball to eyeball. 
you are not hidden. There is nothing to tell you, look, God is not seeing this angle. God may not be aware of this. If he's just walk with me, you may say, okay, he wouldn't know what I'm holding in my left hand. When I have finished, I will tell him what it is. I will confess. Walk before my gaze. Constantly. And as you do that, do it as a matter of lifestyle. Do it as a matter of constancy. Do it as if it is your nature. I'm not even saying second nature because you don't breathe in air as second nature, do you? You breathe in air, according to English people, as first nature. You need it to survive. Do so as you are breathing in air. It's necessary. Any moment I am outside the view, the poor view, the sight, any moment I'm outside where I can say this is my own, oh, this is the thing I have indicated, this is where God may not be pleased, you are trading dangerously. He said, Abraham, and by this time his name was still Abraham, he said, walk before me. Live entirely before me. Have no area, business, academics. When it comes to exam, when it comes to village matters, when it comes to dealing with those people who are in the community, you know, Mona, I have a different way. Live entirely every page of your life and dealings entirely. Nothing held back before me. And again, walk and live habitually before me and be perfect and be blameless and be wholehearted and be complete. Nothing kept away. Bring all to the table every day. And as you do that, leave the rest for me. Because that's what happened in the next verses there. And I will make my covenant between me and you and multiply you exceedingly. And multiply you exceedingly. Friends, if God multiplies you exceedingly, that's all you need. Every other thing is there. May that happen with us this year in Jesus' name. It doesn't have any stoppage. It doesn't have ramification. It's just unstoppable. People cannot explain it. It's like a phenomenon. They keep wondering what manner of man is this. They said it about Jesus in the Christmas period. What manner of child is this? That's the only answer people will have to situations around you. I will multiply you exceedingly. But let's leave this aspect for now. It belongs to God. All is asking you this year. My son, my daughter, walk. Live, talk, as if you are physically before me at each point in time, and do it without any hidden corner, no reservation, nothing held back, whole and entire. If that picture can come into us, then that's all. So if there were any reason to feel God would be annoyed with me for this lifestyle, for this character, for this unforgiveness, for this type of greed, for this type of ambition, for this thing that I am doing that even though unknown to others, even my partner, my parents, my closest friends, 
But God won't be happy with it. Do away with it. It's not necessary. It's a baggage that you don't need. It's a baggage that will cost you. It's a baggage that will throw you open. But live as if you are completely entire each moment before me. Problems or no problems. Giants or none. Needs in your life. Walk that way. And the rest will be taken care of by God himself. In the name of Jesus Christ. Picture a baby. Picture a little baby. Picture a baby who is born. And we have some around there. And as they are born, one month, two months, they are completely helpless. Am I right? There is nothing they can do on their own. Perhaps, except a few things. One, they can breathe, giving of God. Two, they can cry to express their displeasure. And three, they can... That cry tells you everything about hunger. I'm hungry, even though I've eaten two times today. It tells you everything about discomfort. It tells you about their pain. It tells you that they are sick. They can do that. And thirdly, they can defecate to pass away and continue to live. But apart from those, they are entirely helpless. They depend completely on you, the mother, the parents, the siblings, to lift them up, to turn them one side or the other. At one month, they may not even be able to turn themselves. By the time they get to three, four months, that's when they may be able to start turning. Even to bend their neck, they are not able to. So, wherever you lift their neck, it falls there. Helpless! And yet they don't bother. They don't struggle to be able to say, how am I going to wear my dress today? Ah, my hands are dirty. I have pulled on the bed. What will happen to it? They are just comfortably assured that somebody else is taking care of them. And what he does and she does for them is in their best interest. Or is it not so? And you do everything. You go all the length until that child grows and begins to crawl and begins to walk, even destroying some of the things in the house. But you take it in good faith. But they are completely helpless and totally dependent on you. Can God get you and I to have that lifestyle this year? That's all. And leave him to do the rest. Why did God come this way to Abraham? Look at the last two verses before it. Genesis 16:15. Hagar bare Abraham a son. And Abraham called his son's name, which Hagar bare, Ishmael. 16. And Abraham was fourscore and six years old, which means fourscore, four times, twenty, eighty, and six years old, when Hagar bare Ishmael to Abraham. To Abraham. Eighty-six. Then look at our verse 1. And when Abraham was 90 years old and 9. It's like there was an interval. Or was there not? 
It's like telling you now there's a face that went before. How many years gap? 13 good years. What happened? Abraham went out of God's will. Abraham tried to help himself. Abraham said, I have been struggling all this while. I have been believing God all this while. Trusting him. Putting all my eggs in one basket. But I have seen that sometimes it is foolish according to what they are saying. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Abraham had tried to put his two legs in one trouser. Let us be putting it in your language. Is that not so? And he said, I have seen that that's not the next thing to do. Abraham had come to a point. He said, look, that thing that's saying that heaven helps those who help themselves. I think it is true. It's true. And to make matters worse, Sarah was by his side. I said, you have a promise of God. You've had a covenant with God. But Hagar, my maid, is there. You can go in unto her. And if she has a son, a son is a son. Whether it's a promised son or not. A son, a son. Son be son. No be so. Mwoke bumwoke. And that's the way that message must say. He says, it's true. I can get God to even do it. He had tried before. Or maybe much later. He had tried and said, look. Eliezer, my chief servant, is here, God. If this promise is taking long in coming. Then simply convert Eliezer from being a servant to a son. God said, no. When I make a promise, and when I choose a man, and when I decide on a purpose in your life, I accomplish it. I am not mistaken. I am not flippant. I am not trivial. I don't suddenly change my mind. The promise will come. When did God make that promise? When he was 75 years. So, about 10 years had come. No sign in the sky. No sign around. No sign in the Nigerian environment. No sign. And he had also become a doctor. He didn't need to be a doctor. He said, now I'm 85 years old. And Sarah, my wife also, has advanced in age. Beyond the period that women normally should get pregnant and deliver. So, I think whatever I do now is in order. And so at 85 years old, as it were, Abraham succumbed and went out of God's will. I guess for once, he just said, let me step out of God's view. Let me step out. God won't mind this one. When it has finished happening, uh, we'll Reconcile matters with God. I meet some people who say, look, I go for confession. And then there are some of us, I have heard us who pray. I say, God, forgive us for all the sins we have committed. And also for today, forgive us for the sins we are going to commit today. It was like what Abraham was doing. I think he said, let me step out of God's view. Let me just step out. Let him not know. He won't know everything now. He wouldn't be concerned with everything. This one wouldn't do much harm. He stepped out, apparently. And then at 86 years, he had Ishmael. And for 13 good years, heaven 
was closed to Abraham. Occasional visits he had with God. Several encounters now and again. Heaven was sealed. Can you imagine what it means to a man, a woman, walking without an idea of what God is saying for a day, a week, a month, a year, ten years, thirteen years. Silence! Silence! I'm sure that was enough lesson. When Abraham turned 99 years, and he was to be 100 years by the time Isaac was to be born, 25 good years, God had already kept a plan waiting. Hallelujah. He wasn't in any way disturbed about the turn of events. He is the man who made the body. He is the one who makes time and event. He is the one who makes one. There are people who are born and they have ten children, eleven, twelve, and they are virtually not useful to anybody. Year rolled into year. Year rolled into year. Heaven was closed. It's like when he said, I will make the clouds, the ceiling above you like what? Brass. And I will make the ground on which you walk where you earn your living. Like what? Iron. If God does that, the man is finished. You just wake with the day and go to sleep with the night. You are merely existing like chicken, like goats, like all the other creatures who go to bed not because they are satisfied. They go because the darkness has come and we can no longer do anything. That's the only way they live. Existence. So for 13 years, Abraham's journey with God was at a standstill. If there was God, I'm sure Abraham didn't know what he thought at each point in time. Until at 99 years, God, by his own mercy, praise the Lord. God, of his own loving kindness. God, full of mercy, who does not remain in anger and wrath. A sin may abound. Of his own volition was the one who appeared on the sin. Praise the Lord. 2017 and all events prior to now may have come and gone. 2018 is a new dawn. It's a new year. God has appeared to you. And the message is simple. Walk what? Before me and be thou perfect. All the mochi mochi, all the add-ons, all the little, little things by the corner. I was aware of them. I saw you in the night. I saw you as clearly as it was day. The psalmist said, where is it I will go and hide and be covered away from your presence? He said, even if I go to the darkest oceans, there will your light beam. There is no hiding place. I saw them all. I saw the thoughts of your heart. I saw your company. I saw how you planned all laid out and skinned me out. And then, since Abraham said, let me step out of where God's direct view will be, where he won't mind, where I won't be in constant touch with him, and 
just help myself to get what I have been looking for all this while. God directly addressed what he did and said, walk before me. Not walk with me. Walk in my full view. From now onwards, don't dare take a thought. Don't start an action. Don't engage in a relationship. Don't even come into an association. Embark on a business. Or think about anything relevant if you want to maintain a relationship with me without thinking about me directly looking at you. I'm trying to get it as easy as you can get it. Be helpless before me. Allow me this time to see you totally dependent and I can take you on. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding, wisdom, smartness, connections, the fast ways you used to do things, experience which many of us use. Lean not on them. In all your ways. That's another way God was trying to catch his attention. Walk before me. Before me you can never be hidden. Before me there is no day or night. Before me there is no company you can keep. I don't see. There is no detail of your life. Not placed as a page. I read them all. Walk before me. Be my full view. And be blameless. And be completely sold out. Let it come from the depth of your heart. Be wholehearted about it. If you live that way, leave the rest for me. That's what God is telling us this year. Can he have our attention in the name of Jesus? Adam, this is another phase. I left you on your own. You've wriggled for 13 years. And the consequence of that action... The Bible says he's still with us. In that same Genesis 16, when he was talking, and later on, he said, His hands shall be upon every man, and every man's hand shall be upon him. And that's why we're still suffering today. That's part of the pronouncement that came out of the misdemeanor, out of the personal will, out of the thoughts, out of saying, let me help myself. Generational consequence. Down the line, thousands of years, what Abraham did at the spur of the moment is still with us. And it's not about to end. It will continue until the end of times. And if you don't know, they have a master plan everywhere. I'm sure you read that at Independence in October 1960, when people were rejoicing, their great-grandfather, who was a sultan, I said, according to our father had said, Otman Danfodio, we will regard everywhere in this Nigerian state as our own. We will regard the Middle Belt as people who will be willing to in our hands. We will regard the Southerners as a conquered territory. And we will never allow them to have a say on what happens to them. And they will never rule over us. Stated, newspapers are there. So the agenda has been on. And why has it been? It's always been the Fulanese who have been there. On. So, consequence of an action done thousands of years ago after the will of God. As it is in Nigeria, 
So it is in every Af- country in Africa. And statistics has it now that Islam has overtaken Christianity in Africa. And Islam is the fastest growing religion in the world. Who gave us statistics some years ago. While Christianity was growing at about 1.7%, Islam was growing at about 2.1%. So you can see the exponential growth. They've made a calculation that by the year 2030, the one out of every five people in France would have been a Muslim. And with immigration and migration everywhere, and everywhere they go, you're entitled to how many wives? Four. So you populate and become the majority there. That's their own agenda. But we are talking about the consequence of an action done outside the face, the purview, the approval of God. And why God is saying, learn from Abraham in this 2018. Don't do a hide and seek. Don't do a muchi muchi. Be seen for clearly who you are. And be plain. Walk before me and be what? Perfect. Be blameless. Be complete. Don't keep a part away from me. That do. And God doesn't just say that to everybody. It's not everybody he said that to. There was really no other person, as far as Genesis was concerned, he told, walk before me. None. The other ones we had, who walked with God, we are two other people. First, we see Enoch in Genesis 5.24. The Bible says there, And Enoch walked with God. Enoch walked with God. And he was not, for God took him. But you know, that Hebrews 11.5 said that before God took him, he had what? A testimony. He had one thing going for him. He didn't have many. He didn't have two. He didn't have three. He had a simple, short testimony that he pleased God. He was transparent before God. His lifestyle was approved of God. His identity was backed by God. Anywhere he was, you could mark him out as different. Enoch walked with God. And God gave him an honor that he did not physically die. He did not go through the normal natural process of every other human being. He was obedient to God's will. Just please God. Kept what others were doing at the background. And God bore him into eternity. Without the pains and the pangs of death. Friends, despite the convolutions of the year. Despite the tumors of the year. Despite the ones that politics will bring. Despite the ones that the economy will bring. Despite the difficulties that will be around everywhere. If you do like Enoch and walk with God. Open and transparent. The Lord 
will deliver you from every of the events that is natural to other Nigerians in the name of Jesus. Death is natural. Expected end of every man. God broke that cycle with a man Enoch. Simply because he made up his mind in every action to do what? To please God. And to keep his own desires per ground. Once there was any clash, there was no talking or thinking twice of on which side Enoch would belong to. Look at the man Noah. Genesis chapter 6 verse 9. Noah was a just man and blameless in his time. And Noah walked with God. Full stop. It's always short. When you walk with God, it summarizes the rest of your life. But walking before God is even entire and whole. Everything is there. At his decision, at his discretion, you know you are covered. And so Noah walked with God, and Noah was just in his time. Why was the Bible saying that? Why did he mention in his time? You would think that Noah's time was easier, was quieter, was safer, was okay, much more godly. Look at verse 11. The earth also was corrupt. Before God. So the word corruption did not originate from Nigeria. I'm sure you know that. Somebody has said before that corruption was not a Nigerian word. She was right in a way. It wasn't even American or British as they alluded. It was there from the scripture. The earth was also corrupt before God. And the earth was filled with what? Violence. Violence. Social self-destruction. People only get him more and more evil. Verse 12. And God looked upon the earth and behold it was corrupt. For all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. And God singled out Noah. Why? Because Noah remained righteous. Despite the pervading environment that was crooked. That was corrupt. That the fastest got what he wanted. That might was right, that fashion reigned, and that the more you shouted, the more you'll be noticed. Noah stood out like a sore thumb, just, righteous, and God, when it mattered, looked his direction. And friends, the rest is also part of history. Noah, despite the things around, kept God's standard. Remained at God's level of work. And as he did that, God noticed him. God took note. When people said you're a foolish man when he was building an eye, God took note. When people laughed at him and mocked and said you're not doing the things others are doing, God took note. But when it mattered most, God spoke to Noah one on one. May the Lord grant you that privilege again and again this year in Jesus name. But even if not, just walk without him. He's able to have your gaze, your view. 
And what was the result? Noah found favor with God. And despite the turmoil, the violence, the social self-destruction, even the personal self-destruction, the immoralities around, they will abound the more. I'm sure you know, these are the last days. So they will get worse and worse. Iniquity will do what? Abound the more. So don't expect things to get better. Children will become much wiser than their parents in evil. And the society will get much more wicked and self-centered in many places. And when you are thinking our politicians will do better, they will amass more to themselves, hoping for 2019 and beyond, because they will always be there forever, according to their own thinking, and become relevant and continue. So, this will be there. But God personalized himself to Noah. And as he did that, God gave him a way of escape from the destruction, from the happenings around. May the Lord do the same to you this year in the name of Jesus Christ. The pestilence, the times of famine, may he grant you that you be satisfied in the name of Jesus Christ. Noah found favor with God. And Noah remained the one who not only preserved his generation, but preserved the seed through whom the Lord Jesus Christ came to fulfill prophecy. Friends, may the Lord fulfill that which has been long awaited in your life because you remained with him this year in the name of Jesus Christ. And what more? Ephesians 4.1, Good News Bible says, Live a lie that measures up to the standard God set when he called you, when he called Noah. When he called Enoch. When he called Abraham. You notice that we just mentioned a few people living in the Old Testament. And what was their testimony? Enoch walked with God. Noah was just. He walked with God. Abraham, walk before me and be perfect, complete, total, wholehearted, unreservedly. The same standard. Old or new. Elizabeth, Zachariah, Luke 1, 9, 11, 13. Both of them were old. Both of them were advanced in age. Both of them walked before God blameless. Same standard. It doesn't change. And it says, if you're a child of the kingdom, and how do you become a child of the kingdom? Before you become a child of the kingdom, Ephesians 2 says that all of us, all of us, all of us, follow our own devices, follow the course of this world, follow the things that have been planned out, and darkness covers our hearts, and we are guided and ruled in our actions and decisions by the prince of this world. And so, we are disobedient, children of wrath. Our every existence and action caused anger and pain to God. And so that's how we have been right from beginning. We had no God. We had no heritage in the things that God had for those who belong to him. We were no people before God. Before him as relevant beings, we did not exist. We only existed as creatures of God. We are equivalent to the goats, to the cows, to the chicken. 
who just roam the day, slept the night, have no destination, have no ambition, as it were. No plans. Just to satisfy themselves. And he said, well, we are lost. Without God in the whole world. Outside the promise of God. But, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus. That as you believed in him, you will not die, you will not perish, but have what? A new life. Eternal life. In John 3, 3, Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except a man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom. Verse 5. Except a man is born again, he cannot enter the kingdom. So you were outside the kingdom of God. But thank God you surrendered your life. You invited Jesus into your life. I pray you have done that. I pray you have done that. Because if you are here and you are outside that kingdom experience, being born again, churching doesn't do it. How much you have given to causes, good causes, doesn't make it happen. They may only recommend you for a memorial. Just like the centurion in Acts chapter 10. They reported of him. We have this man. He's good. He has done many good things for us. This man has given a lot of arms, charity, helping so many people. This man prays often. This man is devout. But he was not a kingdom child. He was not yet in the kingdom. And no matter the amount of goodness in quotes, all the righteousness were like what? Hilde rats. They didn't make. They had to be told to send for Peter who would tell you what you need to do to qualify to enter the kingdom. Friends, drop every other qualification, experience, title, and just humble yourself. And matriculate. Become a member of the kingdom. Any other thing you do does not qualify. And so you became a member of the kingdom of God. And that's why he would tell you the same thing he told Abraham, told Enoch, told also Noah. Live a lie. Now you are in the kingdom. Don't look out for those who are outside. Their methods, their modality, you may be classmates, you may be in the same office, directors together, company executives together, fellow students. Don't look out. Live a life that measures up to the standard of those who are in the kingdom. God sets even before you came in. It doesn't change. We've seen that it didn't change through ages. From the age and generation of Noah, from that of Enoch to Abraham, even after 13 years, God had the same standard. He said, Abraham, times have changed. Years have rolled by. Another year has come, but my standards remain the same. My character remains the same. My qualities remain the same. 
what I look for in those whom I will honor and associate with remain the same. They don't change. They don't change. Live out the lifestyle of the kingdom. Live a life that is blameless. That points to your origin. That points to your source who you are. Do that. That's all God is saying. And then leave the rest to me. And what else did he say? We'll close there. As you just look at what he said will happen. The moment you walk before him. Drop every other garment. Drop every other idea. Maybe like Abraham. Your mind has already made up. But 31st December 2017. Drew a line. Since God did not answer this prayer. Since God did not meet this deadline, you are the one telling God, you are telling him in your heart. And meanwhile, he's just watching all your meditation. So, whatever I do from January 1, 2018 on this matter, God, don't hold me guilty. What type of ostrich is that? That buries his head in the sand and says, I'm not seeing you, while the rest of the back is out. Just come out from there. There's no way there in the name of Jesus. God rather says, come and be completely transparent. Let me view you. Bring all your helplessness. Bring all of them before me. But bring all your lifestyle. But walk before me and remain seen with my character, with my nature. Let people distinguish you away from this corrupt and crooked generation. Live for me. When they see you, and they watch you, and they see the things you say and do, let them be able to say, don't you know he is also being with Jesus? His lifestyle has rubbed off on them. Don't you know he carries Bible? Or if they still say it, and that is still fashionable, because I haven't heard much of it these days, don't you know he's also SU? If they say that, nod their head and say, God, thank you, at least they can make an identity mark. Children older. Let God be able to associate with you. And I'm sure as you do that, look at the rest of the matter. The year in details, he will sort them out in the name of Jesus. And what did he say about the rest of the journey of Abraham's life? Once he has committed himself to him, once he has been able to say, God, I abandon my ways. I have gone astray. I have gone the way I was advised by close friends, including my spouse, my wife, those who are near to me. I had taken their decision. I had decided to be like what every other man does, every other woman, every other girl. For once, I lost sight of whom I am and in which kingdom I represent. Father, I come back and I decide to live with you and for you now onwards. Look at verse 2. Of Genesis 17. What God now says. Happens the moment you walk with him. And do not stumble into acts of darkness anymore. Because Jesus said in John 8.12. I am the light of the world. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness. Shall not stumble in acts of darkness. In other words, won't even be found mistakenly in lifestyle, 
in activities, in thoughts and patterns that depict somebody who is still in darkness and has not yet come into the kingdom of light. Whoever follows me, whoever can be identified with me this year, the same thing God is saying to Abraham. Let no act of darkness be associated with you. Not just before men, but before God. Please him. Let him be your chief delight. Let it be a deliberate act. The way you breathe in air. He that follows me shall not stumble in darkness, but have the light of light. May your light continually shine. May you continually reflect who you are. And may it continually also show where you are coming from and who you represent this year in the name of Jesus. So in verse 2 of Genesis 17 he says, Abraham, once you can maintain your own sight, lifestyle, clear, identity pointing to me, blameless, unreserved, no hidden page, now, Abraham, on my side, I will make my covenant between me and you. Praise the Lord. There will be a covenant. Covenant means that God is putting himself into a strong bond between himself and you. And friend, if God will bind himself concerning you, can anything come to your heart without his knowing? Colossians says your life is hid with Christ in God. So God becomes your first line of defense. He becomes your first line of offense. You really have no battle to fight. You really have nothing. You just effortlessly because it's your nature. And as you report to him, he takes charge. So he will enter a strong bond between you and him. And God will commit himself to you in a way that is irrevocable. It does not change. Praise the Lord. He says, I will be to you a father, and you shall be to me a son and a daughter. Is that not what Ephesians says? Is that not what Romans 8, 16, 17 says? That if the Spirit of God will bear witness with our spirit that we are children of God and we are in the kingdom. And if children, then heirs. And if heirs, then what? Joint heirs with the Lord Jesus Christ. Anything that Jesus has a claim upon, spiritually, has a claim upon, potentially in the world, you have an equal claim. So, if God be for us, he's saying, I will make a covenant with you. If God is on your side, if at each point in time, God has already sided with you. That's what he's saying, friend. Praise the Lord. I want you to get this understanding. I will multiply you exceedingly. And is God capable of doing it? Has he done it before? He told Abraham, when he yet had no child, look up, as far as the stars are on the sky, as far as the sand is on the seashore, I will give you your seed. Has that happened? The economy of America is held by Jews. What is the latest act of President Trump recognizing Jerusalem as the eternal capital of Israel? I will bless those who bless you and those who curse you will also bring upon themselves their own what? Curse. 
I will multiply you what? Exceedingly. Friend, that's how God brings favor upon somebody who is an open page before him. Nothing held back. May those multidimensional blessings follow you this year in Jesus' name. May the unstoppable measure of increase in every respect follow you in the name of Jesus. May unquantifiable progress that cannot be counted be your portion in measures of prosperity this year in the name of Jesus. And you know that God's measure of prosperity is that you be in health. That you prosper in material, professional, business, career, academic life, even as you are so prosperous. All round, comprehensive prosperity. They will become yours as you walk before God, undiluted in the name of Jesus Christ. And in your personal Christian life, look at verse 4. He says, as for me, behold, my covenant is with you. You shall be a father of many nations. Neither shall your name any more be called Abraham. But your name this year shall be Abraham. From becoming one of blessing to a father of many nations have I made you. Abraham hadn't gotten one promised child first. But God is already speaking in the past tense. Hallelujah. He already knows the end of this year from the beginning. He said, a father of many nations have I made you. When yet he had no physical child of promise. That's God's thought for you this year, my dear. May it come to pass in the name of Jesus. And what did he say? I will change your name. As you walk this year, I will change your identity. Just make sure that your identity synchronizes with who you are. A child of the kingdom. May no action of yours at any moment sell you out. As being mistaken with the world. You remember that story? When Jehu was to be used of God to carry out reform. He said, go on and on. Every bow worshiper around, there's going to be a feast, a celebration. The one in town, the like that had never held before. So special Christmas uniform for them. Come, you are the owners of the day. And everybody now wanted to be identified as a bow worshiper. And I could imagine a child of God. Somebody who stuck to the true Jehovah. Who didn't know his identity. Who wasn't yet comfortable with who he was? Who only wanted to belong, to be applauded, for people to just keep saying you belong? We like your own. We like the way you do things. I could imagine him feeling envious. I could imagine her saying, ah, these people's time have come. Oh, hey, so my own don't lose me that. I could even imagine some of them try to say, eh? If you are in Rome, be like the Romans. Situations make refuge bends. It's not all the time that you can just keep your hand straight. Even God knows that our hand is not straight. Those are the types of things Abraham like people tell themselves when they want to go outside God's place. And I'm sure they would have said, look, so for me too. And perhaps those who are true bow worshippers would have said, you, I thought you said you're a child of God. You're a kingdom person. I thought you said you belong to, you said, Rapu Godi Fanwa. Rapu Godi Fanwa. Eba no keta, weba. Eba no keta. Ichokam no na mi linchi abamanya. Ome funarenum. 
He didn't know his identity. He didn't hold on to it. He thought he was a loser in the things of the world because the system of the world had made him think if you are not with us and you don't join us, then your own don't go be there. He didn't know. And I can imagine him also come in. And at the gates, the people who will be at the gates say, eh, are you now one of us? He say, leave, it, leave that and don't say it loud. For today I am. I was just saying, God hasn't done the one I was believing him for. So I can change my identity. But they knew him. Just like they got at Peter. Right inside the Jehu Go around and make sure that there is nobody here who is worshipping the true God. They were given a chance. I imagine there were some people who said, they hid under the seat. Say this blessing today, I must collect it. After today, I will go back and repent again and confess to God. And then the celebration turned out to be destruction. God says, remain clear, identified with me by day or by night. Let your identity be clear. Let it no more be hidden. If you resolve to do that clearly this year, be spiritually recognized by me. Be known by me. Give me pleasure. Let me know where you are. When there was violence, when there was destruction in the whole world, God saw where Noah was. He wasn't anonymous. His righteousness spoke out. That is what God will do with us this year in the name of Jesus. Walk the talk. And as you walk the talk, be truly a Christian. And remain there, even if it seems to the risk of your life. And I had said it before. Friend, God will not allow you to go before it is your time. So let the fear of death just go. And you can only die once. Even if you die in the cause of God, the best now, you go and rest. Those who have gone and sometimes you pray, God bring them back. They don't want to come back. They are at rest. Enough of the hustle and bustle. Enough of the thoughts, the thinking that do not meet any end as it were. But you will not die until it is what? Your time. That's God's covenant with you. You are not like any other person who is not a kingdom child. If you are, you don't have any business fearing and because of it you compromise right and left. The identity sticks clear. And the Lord himself, whom you maintain a standard, will stand by you in the name of Jesus. He says, your status will change. You will become a father of many nations. You will reflect who you are. You will embody righteousness and godliness. And God will use you and make you a generational blessing in the name of Jesus. One who turns around many others toward righteousness. And what more did he say there as we close? Verse 6. I will make you exceeding fruitful. Praise the Lord. Who is speaking? The God who cannot lie. The God who does not change. The God whom heaven and earth may pass away, but not an iota of his word drops unfulfilled. And as he sends those words to you this year, they will not come back to him with a report that mission remains to be accomplished. They know how to meet the target and make them happen in your life in the name of Jesus. 
He first said, I will multiply you exceedingly. And now he says, I will make you exceedingly what? Fruitful, productive. Students, you will be a productive student in the name of Jesus. Your academic excellence will shine in the name of Jesus. Those courses where you have had a struggle with admissions, God says, as you walk before me and maintain an identity and integrity, I will make you excel. Hold on to that. Business, the doors that have been shut before by men, by circumstances, by economy, they respond to God's word. They are nothing before God. And when he opens, no one will shut them in the name of Jesus Christ. The dead and dying areas of our life, the ones that make people carry their hearts in their hand. Even in a time of famine, he says, you shall eat plenty and you shall be what? Satisfied. And you will have leftover to do what? Give to others. He will make you exceedingly successful in the name of Jesus. Put it another way. Unstoppably successful. Even in this land. Last year we said it as we began the year. That even in the land of famine. Isaac stayed there and sold. And in famine. In the same environment. In economic depression. In meltdown. How much fold did he reap? Hundredfold. He became great. And became very great. And Hebrew Bible said that way in Genesis 26, verses 12, 13, 14. That's exceedingly successful. The same God that knows how to change the environment when it comes to you and give you favor is still at work in the name of Jesus. He will do it. And he alone will receive the glory in the name of Jesus. He will enrich other lives. You will enrich your environment. You will enrich your generation. That's what God is saying. And may that be a generational blessing he makes you as you walk before him this year and remain blameless and remain wholehearted and do not look to the right or left. Put all on the altar. He's able to take them through. And let every area and stumble of darkness remove them. That there will not be any more stumbling on us. Watch out for the God of grace and mercy. He will take us through. And you will be smiling. If Jesus hasn't come by the end of 2018, you will look back and see a much more glorious year than you had ever had in your life in the name of Jesus Christ. Shabba has to pray. Walk before me and remain wholehearted. Remain undisguised. Remain simple. Remain unpretentiously a Christian. Remain with the clothing of a kingdom child. Remain this year unmistakably a child of God. Walk before me and remain that way. I will multiply you. I will multiply you exceedingly. I will change your name. I will change your status. Events around you will bow to your leadership. Because you are before me. And I will fight the battle on your behalf. Pray to God at this time. What is it your mind has made up to do? 
Has heavens been closed up to you since 2017? Have there been a resolution you've already made as to how 2018 will be? You did it last night. You did it nearly hours of today. And it's outside God. It's because of you God is speaking this way. Has there been a decision in your heart this year? They are going to see more of me. They are going to see more of my wisdom, my intellect, my connection. God is having mercy on you now. His own volition is appearing to you. And say, change that. Walk before me. Live as a page before me. Wipe away those areas that do not have my impute. And come the way you are. Just my child. And as he's saying, are you really a child of God? Does the Spirit of God bear witness with your spirit that you belong to him? Do you have a witness now? This is 2018. It is dangerous to just live on presumption that you come to church, that you carry Bible because the priest said you should come to church with Bible and not iPad alone. It is dangerous to live that way. A crowd follower. It is dangerous to be lost in the crowd without an identity in heaven. Second Timothy 2.19 says, The standard of God remains sure. The Lord knows them that are his, that are in the kingdom. Let everyone who names the name of the Lord, irrespective of the church you go to, whether there is prophecy there or not, whether there is worship is great, let everyone depart from iniquity. Is there a witness in your heart now that Jesus is the Lord of your life? You have asked him consciously to come in, to be your Lord and your Savior, and to forgive you your past, your self-centeredness, you are keeping God out of you. And the devil and the world have been running your system. And sin has gripped you. And you know it. The psalmist said against you, you only have I sinned. I acknowledge my transgressions. And my sin is ever before me. God is eager to turn you over. To become a member of the household of the kingdom. At this moment, you want to surrender your life to Christ. And have the witness of the Holy Spirit. Fear in you that you are a child of God. That's the key to entering the kingdom. That's the qualification. That's the key why God will speak to you and appear to you. That's how the Spirit will open the rest of the year to you. You can't go on your own this year without God in your heart, Jesus in your life. You want to surrender to Him and ask Him, Come in, be my Lord and my Savior. And as I'm speaking... The Spirit of God is telling you, don't postpone it till tomorrow. Don't make it till later in the year. This year belongs to God. It's not yours. So hand over to Him. Helplessly surrender yourself to Him. Let Him take over. In the name of the Lord Jesus, for as much as your word is yea and amen, for as much as all your promises in Christ, they are yea and amen. Father, we receive your word unto us this year as chapel of his resurrection, as families, as individuals. Lord, our ears we receive open to your word. Lord, our ears we receive open to your instruction. 
Father, wherever you turn, we receive that because your spirit is in us, we will turn in the name of Jesus. Lord, when there is a lifting up by your spirit, we will not leave you because of pride. We will not leave you because of anything. Lord, we will move with your spirit in the name of Jesus. Lord, we claim your word which states that we are not controlled by the flesh, but by the spirit of God, since the spirit of God dwells in us. And God, in this year, we go for fame, we go for your praise, we go for your glory. Thank you as you do these things. Thank you as you accomplish it to the glory and honor of your name. In Jesus' name we pray.